episode number seven. The card is going to change, presented by AIW, Absolute Intense Wrestling, based in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio, and sponsored by Smart Mark Video and the This Is Awesome Wrestling Show. Make sure to subscribe to the show, leave a comment, rate on iTunes, Stitcher, and the Google Play Store. Follow AIW on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and visit AIWrestling.com for events, merch, and more. I am your host, Glenn Moore, and joining me in studio, like always, co-owners of AIW, John Thorne, and Chandler Biggins, the uh, the show, the premise for this show it are road stories, miles and miles of road for AIW. There are stories that are still being echoed along the turnpike and highways here around Cleveland, Ohio, and also the uh, northeast portion of the country. Let's get into it, guys. I gotta, hear, I want to hear these stories. I want to hear some of the uh, you know notable guys that maybe you guys have worked with and traveled the road with, and I'm sure the hilarious. Maybe I've seen stories that have taken place when AIW is on the road. Well, we can uh, we can say some of this. Some of this, I'm not sure if the uh, statute of limitations <laughs> is uh, up on. Uh, I think we'll start out. Uh, we used to travel and run shows in the Detroit area in a town called Taylor, Michigan, which uh, the residents of Taylor, Michigan call it Taylor Tucky. Uh, the capital of this town is uh, the Red Roof Inn and the Hooters in the same parking lot. And that definitely was uh, the central area for the wrestlers uh, hanging out. So we did three shows in the greater uh, Taylor area. Uh, I believe two in Taylor and one in Wyandotte, Michigan, which is like the next suburb over. Two, two of which will have never, ever been released. Yeah, <laughs> two of them uh, are not not existent. Um but we had the Honky Talk Man in for one of them, one of the shows that never got released. Uh, it was June 23rd, 2007, and maybe on a future episode we'll explain why that's significant. Uh, but we had the Honky Talk Man in, and we were staying at the uh, four-star, four-and-a-half-star Red Roof Inn, the greatest establishment in Taylor, Michigan. And uh, at the time... Thorn and his uh, girlfriend at the time and I wasn't my girlfriend. It was like our a date. That was a oh, date. Was a date. Wow. That, that was like our first date. Let's go so, on the road with AIW. I got a room at the so Red. So it was roof. a horrible day. Oh my God. Hor- it was a horrible day. We ended up dating for years, man. It was great. Yeah. Love my life. Horrible day. Horrible night. She's married now. So uh, Thorn and I were gonna blow off some steam and go to the only restaurant that was open at two in the morning, which was White Castle. How do you fucking remember this shit, dude? Because it was a rough night. Fuck. So Honky Talk Man and the entire AIW roster at the time are at the Red Roof Inn, and a couple guys had gone to the bar and brought back a couple ladies. Rats for those. Uh, Rizats for the for those who aren't that aren't hip to the industry terms. Now Taylor, Michigan. I don't want to you know bury it too bad, but it was Taylor, Tucky. I think uh, the girls uh, tipped the scales uh, very high. There was a lot of barbed wire arm tattoos, and there's a lot of uh, sharing of wallet photos of children. Oh man, what about that f- stripper from the other the other time? Oh, that's another that's another story. So. Uh, my, I'm very particular about my hotel rooms. This is uh, something that I've often been ribbed about and made fun of because I am very weird about <laughs> people touching my bed if I'm staying in a hotel. Like, I don't even like people sitting on it. Like, But he doesn't realize what has fucking probably happened on that bed before in the hotel he got room. there. Yeah. Like, but it, it, I didn't you would see think it. this. You would think this motherfucker would, would show up with a... Uh, stop your shouting, man. You're, you're throwing the levels off. Sorry. But... Uh, 
you would. I get excited. You, you would think this fucking guy would would show up with a fucking blacklight with how he treats any hotel room. This could be one star fucking like falling apart motel room on the side of the road. <laughs> this dude is like, let's say the extended stay America. Insane. You're thinking about America's best value. That's what you meant to say. Oh yeah. But uh, he's fucking insane about things going on in his room. Uh, you would think he fucking lived there. Which I do watch a lot of Gordon Ramsay uh, Hotel Hell. But uh, so anyways, we're at White Castle and we're in this line that's around the block. What a fucking weird plug that was, by the way. Gordon <laughs> Ramsay Hotel Hell. I love Gordon Ramsay. Shout out to Gordon. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyways, we're at this hotel or they're at the hotel, the roster. With the honky talk man and these ladies, and I'm taking my uh, soon to be girlfriend on a hot date to White Castle with, with Shane I, I'm the third wheel, so I'm getting these texts from uh, you know if if anything workers love to stooge on other workers to the promoters, and everybody keeps saying Biggins they're fucking up your room, and I go what are you talking about? And they're like the whole roster's in your room and they're fucking it up, and I go what? Because I paid for my own room and I don't think anybody else. Like uh, yeah, every like everything else was like on AIW, like, but I specifically got my own room because I have to have my own bed, and I got my own room because I was on a first date, hot date. I was on a first date with a with a with a young lady. <laughs> so we're stuck in this line, and I'm having almost a panic attack in the car because I'm like, they're fucking up my room, man. We got to get back because we're probably about ten minutes away from the hotel, and dude is in tears with anger, like. So angry that somebody's in his room, and then somebody sends a text that they're fucking a girl oh, in your bed. Man. In my bed. Is that is that politically correct, or should I say having sexual relations? Intercourse. Intercourse. Am I gonna get? Are we gonna get bad reviews for saying fucking? And while the honky tonk man watched, it was, <laughs> oh a, it was a cuckold situation. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know if we should be saying this. So, anyways. And we get back to the hotel, and I am not a physical fighter of any kind, but I hand John Thorne my keys, my wallet, and my eyeglasses, and I said, please bail me out of jail. Which is the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard from him, <laughs> because he does not get angry whatsoever. So I run up to my room, and I'm not a runner either, but I was moving like a motherfucker. <laughs> Jeez. I get in my room and I push the hockey talk man behind me and I'm screaming at everybody and I'm nose to nose with people. And while, the best- there, while there is a hefty young lady in said hotel room. In my bed. In his bed. With, with various members at the of time. The cur- of the 2007 AIW roster. Yes. Getting it in. So I'm freaking out and hockey talk man is behind me. And this is the best part of the story. Honky Tonk Man keeps going. But I must say, the Honky Tonk Man says he will not cheat on his wife, but he will just watch other people yeah, do, he's, do he's, fucked up shit. So Honky Tonk Man is behind me, and he turns babyface. He starts going, what the fuck, guys? This is the promoter's room. Fuck you guys. What are you doing in here? I came in here to yell at you guys. Yeah, so totally just 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 to keep himself a potential future booking, the honky tonk man just fucking bailed on the whole roster. Just turns turns on everybody, uh, which was quite quite the sight to see because Chandler Biggins, I have drunkenly punched in his face before, and he has not gotten mad. Not at all. I was like, I was like, are you okay, man? He's never ever ever angry or uh, physical, but to the point that. The honky tonk man is watching uh, professional wrestlers fuck a girl 
in his hotel bed, that is the fucking straw that br- the, 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 the breaks it all, is a girl getting fucked in his bed. That wasn't by me. <laughs> wasn't by him. By a whole roster of wrestlers. Oh, so, my goodness. So they end up, uh, her and a couple of wrestlers lock themselves in my bathroom, and I'm trying to get the door open with my shoulder and then kicking it, which why I would destroy my own bathroom door. It's, it's out the window at this point. Then uh, some of the wrestlers had brought a guy with them, like their buddy, and he tries to be the voice of reason, and I threaten to murder him by throwing him off a balcony. I go, who the fuck are you? Get out of my way. Yeah, so anyway, the fucking the honky tonk man turns baby face. Uh, Chandler Biggins, I think, ends up uh, sleeping in his car that night. No, that was another night uh, in Michigan. Yeah, well, what about the time Jake the Snake bought crack in your car in Michigan? Uh, yeah, and then made Tom Dunn go get a, a, a baking powder. So and a hot he plate. Could, yeah, he hot plate. Yeah, the snake and, man. And the hotel said that Jake the what? Snake ordered 24 hours worth of porn for a 24-hour trip. Yeah, but he's fucking back on the wagon now. Just watch the doc. Four hours of porn. <laughs> Just watch the doc on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. He's back. But yeah, he did order 24 straight hours of pornography, which was in our hotel room. And uh, somebody else had their credit card down for the incidentals. And that was quite the hefty porn bill he racked up. Uh, so anyways, it all everybody baby-faced me. Everything was fine, except for one member of the roster uh, got on my face at Bob's Big Boy Breakfast Buffet the next day. Uh, <laughs> but it was quickly smoothed over. But uh, Michigan was a crazy time. Uh, another time in Michigan, the time I slept in my car, uh, there was a wrestler that, uh, well, Facade, Facade fell asleep in my bed. So Thorne covered him in everything in the room and then convinced me I would have to pay incidentals uh, of $800. <laughs> okay. I'll just, you don't even have to uh, fucking pretend like I didn't cover him in pages of the Bible. And uh, I convinced uh, Biggins that Bibles cost $800 for hotels and uh, he lost his fucking mind that time. I'm not, a, I'm not a big drinker but that night I had partaked. But uh, yeah so these Michigan trips there was only three of them but they were all probably the reason why we stick to Cleveland Ohio these days. Something fucked up happened on all of them. Oh, well, the-, the, one, the one time like uh, the Detroit chapter of the Bloods uh, came after myself, Matt Morgan and uh and Corey Graves, amongst other people, because Matt Morgan decided to flick a lit cigarette at a pregnant woman. Uh, that was also the time that we had a stripper that was like a manager of some of the guys on the show. And her and another girl got in a fight at the strip club, and or not the strip club, the bar, the after party bar, and ripped each other's tops off and had a topless <laughs> brawl, like a fist fight and clawing at each other. It was like a fucking like, uh, straight to DVD National Lampoon's fucking movie. Jeez. And meanwhile, Elix Skipper's just walking around being the coolest guy ever. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Some guy paid us to book Elix Skipper. It was so fucking weird. And then. Uh, so we have to we get escorted by the security back to a Hummer limo to take us back to the Red Roof Inn because this bar was convinced we were like the best federation in the world. Yeah, fuck, man. Especially at that time, that was uh, that, that was a bold statement. But uh, when we got back to the hotel, I well, well, I was gonna say real quick, uh, the funniest thing Corey Graves has ever done. We have to be escorted by security past the g- Detroit gangs, and everybody's in this Hummer limo, and then me and him are on the back seats. Uh, Corey Graves rolls down his window as the limo is pulling out of the thing and flicks off the bloods and yells, fuck all y'all. 
Yeah, and then uh, we made off to our hotel room. Five minutes away, so they could have easily <laughs> followed us. <laughs> this was not a good idea at the time. Where there was a, a unnamed uh, member of the IW uh, roster there who was there with, he did not know, uh, a hooker at the time. And uh, so he's uh, banging this girl, and he doesn't know that she's a hooker. And she then gets a hold of her pimp in which several uh, black suburbans roll in. And a the pimp is not what you would su- expect it to be. The pimp is a five-foot-tall Latina woman. Well-dressed in a white suit. Well-dressed in a white suit and says... I'm here to get my bitch's money. Because uh, the, ta- the girl had thought she was off-duty, but she wasn't. So she thought she <laughs> was just frat- fraternizing with the wrestlers while they were in town, the superstars from TV. Uh, and this, I, I was it, like in the hallway of the hotel on the balcony, and I see these like cars just fucking plow in. And like it looked like it looked like a TV show. It looked like an episode of Empire. Uh, you, know, you so, watch Empire? No, I'm just that's <laughs> pop culture knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, uh, the pimp comes and that turns into a whole fucking ordeal, and we got to end up hiding the guy that banged the off-duty hooker. Uh, and you know, needless to say, they they don't really get any of their money. I guess you know there were some drug exchanges and things like that. But those those Michigan trips. And, and meanwhile, there was a one-legged girl jumping around. Oh yeah, there was there was a her name was Amber Amputee. She was, uh, I think she was staying in my room. I don't know why she was there, <laughs> but she was like a famous in the Juggalo scene. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I decided the only thing I brought with me was uh, my buddy Nick Sanka, who is now the uh, AIW bartender. And he was not of age, so uh, I bought a keg, and I, that's all that was in my room was Nick Sanka and a full keg of Bud Light. Uh, and every off-duty Hooters girl. Yeah, so he went to Hooters, and he had every off-duty, uh, as soon as they got off, shift Hooters girl in my uh, in my hotel room. Waiting. And a construction crew that was staying in the hotel with us. Oh, yeah, who's... Uh, Somebody said, "What was that guy's name?" He said, "J Rock stole his fucking wallet." <laughs> yeah, this guy, this guy was named like Pablo. And Pablo, because he, he goes, this fucking guy stole my wallet. So him and J Rock had a pull apart brawl at three in the morning at this hotel. It was excellent over the stolen wallet. But uh, yeah, that was just you know, uh, those Michigan trips were. Uh, there's a lot more stuff that happened on them that we probably can't say, but that's probably uh, where we'll leave it on the Michigan trips. I guess uh, another. I think you got to talk about the time that you almost made ten thousand dollars and the necro butcher ruined it. <laughs> okay, well this isn't this isn't AIW uh, this isn't an AIW story per se. Well, but, it's an AIW project, right? But uh, so Cole Cabana wanted to make a wrestling road diaries like documentary at the gathering of the Juggalos, and like uh, interesting story. I don't know if it's interesting or not, but I was supposed to be the cameraman on Wrestling Road Diaries one, but I was. Uh, summoned to be the best man in a wedding, so I had to cancel. Uh, and an English man named John <laughs> ended up filming it. But uh, so Cole Cabana's like, I want to make this documentary at the Gathering of the Juggalos. And at the time, we owned these really expensive cameras. Uh, this is before we had result to the pencil starting cameras. Uh, this is when we had some like nice like HD, you know, at the time like high end stuff. So and I didn't have a job at the time, so I have to. So I agreed to go to the gathering of the Juggalos and film Colt Cabana. But to get there, I had to hitch a ride with the Necro Butcher, uh, which is a fucking ordeal in itself. And uh, 
AIW referee at the time who also works for Psychopathic on occasion, Drew Taylor. So I have to sleep at the Necro Butcher's house, which is in the fucking ghetto of like some weird area of Pennsylvania. Butler, PA, I think, or something? Not even. It was some, some other town. Uh, near the border of Newcastle, Pen- Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Fucking awful area. Uh, the Necro Butcher just has like loaded nine millimeters like everywhere, just like sitting on the fucking like sitting on like a TV tray. And I was like, "What's up with the gun, man?" He goes, "It's a bad neighborhood. You got to be ready for when people try to rob me because it happens all the time." So I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, sweet, sleep tight." So this is where I'm sleeping. Uh, hell of an action figure collection the Necro Butcher had though. Couldn't even believe it. But uh, so we end up. We have to go from Newcastle, Pennsylvania. We're supposed to go to Evansville, Indiana for some booking that the Necro Butcher was booked for. At the Coliseum. And then go to the Gathering of the Juggalos. So we're traveling, whatever. It's whatever, just boring trip. Uh, We get pulled over in Evansville, Indiana by a ton of fucking police officers. Like, it's like they had like a, like a, hot tip or something to pull this fucking car over we're in and it's me drew taylor the necro butcher and a microwave is is sitting in the back seat because drew taylor wanted to bring a microwave to the gathering of the juggalos to cook his own food i think you gotta also explain i'll i'll get to that part but uh so the necro butcher goes well fuck guys uh i figured now's probably a good time to tell you i got a loaded gun in the car and uh i got about six ounces of weed and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm just like trying to hitch a ride. It's just me and a video camera. And I'm trying to get to Colt Cabana. And we're surrounded by police officers. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I'm definitely going to go to jail because I'm in the car, right? Uh, I, don't, I don't know how this works. But, you know, there's no way that they're going to not arrest me when there's loaded fucking weapons in the car and, like, a very illegal amount of marijuana amongst probably other things. That's just what he told me. They, so I'm sitting on the curb and I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? Who's going to come get me in Evansville, Indiana jail? Uh, and then they bring out the fucking drug dogs. Oh no. And I'm like, I'm for sure going to jail. How do you explain that you're not partaking in any of this stuff when you're traveling with a guy a guy that has a gigantic marijuana leaf tattooed on him and he's not even wearing a fucking shirt at the time (laughs) so i don't know how this fucking happens the necro butcher has gone on to say this is how he believes that drug dogs are work they got man they got the dogs out and they fucking go through the whole fucking car and they don't find a fucking thing oh (laughs) i'm like ready to fucking like run you know like i i'm just trying to get somewhere to do something with colt cabana and i'm fucking stuck in this car with a necro butcher and uh somehow they don't fucking uh, they don't find anything they let us go and we fucking go on our travels i don't know how they don't the cops it was it wasn't like it was a cop it was like six cops they don't find the gun they don't find the fucking the drugs. They don't find anything. What was the reason why they pulled them over in the first place? Did, I mean, because fucking it was near the gathering of the juggalos, and I think they were just pulling over. So they can't Ca- search a vehicle without probable cause. So the drug the drug dog would be probable cause if he right. get a hit. So they get I don't a hit. I don't know that they ever explained why they pulled it over, pulled us over. I don't think any of us asked because we were all convinced that we were going to jail uh, for a considerable amount of uh, time because he had a huge, hugely illegal amount of drugs on him. Uh, so anyway, then we go to pick up this fucking guy, the American kickboxer, uh, who is 
such a fucking piece of shit. Uh, like, so they promise this guy a ride, and he motherfucks me because I apparently took his seat in in the car, and he calls me fucking every name in the fucking book, and I'm just like, no heat with the microwave though. Yeah, he's been, he wants me to just fucking get out of the car. So it could be him, Necro Butcher, Drew Taylor, and the microwave. And uh, I was like, put the fucking microwave on your lap, man. And he's like, fuck that. Fuck you. You're a fucking Mark. Fuck you. What do you who, how do you know fucking Colt Cabana? And I was like, uh, dude, uh, I book like some of your students. I, I think Drake Younger might have been the AW champion at the time, or he was like just coming off being the champion. And uh, this guy is motherfucking me. Uh He's, he doesn't ride with us, I don't think. And he makes his way to the gathering, gathering of the Juggalos in which he takes some very bad drugs and cries, and I was very fucking uh, happy that this guy had a, <laughs> this guy had a bad experience because he was such a fucking asshole to me. I've never experienced someone being such a fucking asshole, uh, and he was. And that's, you know, uh, not to, you know, I love Drake Younger, but fucking the American Kickboxer was a fucking asshole to me. Um and uh, you know we get we get to the gathering of the juggalos, and it's a fucking spectacle. Uh, everything that you've heard and more. Uh, some of the highlights were uh, Jamie Dundee discovering something called the drug bridge, uh, which was a whole fucking ordeal. And then uh, this is the year that Tila Tequila was attacked by the juggalos, and rocks were thrown at her. Well, I had been filming Colt Cabana, and I filmed this entire fucking ordeal in uh in hd perfect footage of just tila tequila getting rocked with literally rocked by rocks and my favorite thing about this whole story is this is going on and rick bassman of fucking the learning channel uh i want to be a pro wrestler or whatever special sting an ultimate warrior um rick bassman goes it's like me cole cabana chris hero and davari and Rick Bassman, and Rick Bassman goes, come on, guys, let's go save Tila Tequila. And he disappears into the crowd fighting Juggalos, and none of us followed him. Uh, but anyway, so Colt Cabana leaves, and he contacts people at TMZ because this was a big story yeah. that Tila Tequila was attacked. And he sets up, uh, like, basically a $10,000 deal to which we would split the money. All I had to do was get to a computer and upload it by Sunday night, which the gathering was going to be over on Saturday night or something, whatever it was. I think it was Monday and it ended on Sunday night or something. Right. And whatever happens, whatever the time frame is, is because you you got no service at the gathering of the Juggalos. So I'm thinking I'm going to be home by well before this deadline if we leave as soon as the wrestling's over, which was planned. Well, the Necro Butcher decides, like, fuck, I don't want to go home to see my family. I want to do drugs in the woods at the gathering. So we have to stay an entire additional night. And by the time I get home, I ended up getting nothing for the footage. Because you had to drive, like, 40 minutes to get phone service. Yeah. And you called me, and I had Radar Online and TMZ, like, bidding, like a bidding war. And I think it was over ten grand at that point. Right. And all I had to do was get them the footage in the next ten hours, which we were, like, eight hours away if we were going to leave when when we could have left. When you were supposed to. And the Necro Butcher was like, no, man, I, I just want to do some fucking acid in the woods. 
I don't want to go home to, to reality and face. And weren't you the very last car to pull out of We the- were literally the last car wow. to leave the gathering of the Juggalos. And didn't uh, he want to stop every every five minutes or something? Yeah, he just didn't want to go home. And I was like, dude, I fucking have to get home. Like, I don't have a job right now. Like, I could at that time, I could have lived up $10,000 for two years. Uh, so, needless to say, that's... You know, my little uh, story about... Uh, How tra- Necro Butcher cost you $10,000. Yeah, and, uh, you know, traveling with a loaded gun. Wow. This is great. Is there any other, for both of you, any other, you know, uh, scary cop interactions? Nah, I don't know. Not that I could really uh, think we of. We called the cops at Necro Butcher one time. <laughs> yeah, but that's a, that's a whole different story. Like, no, because, like, I'm not, like, a drug guy. Right, uh, and he's not a drug guy. We don't really roll with drug guys, so like it's weird when we're even like in that environment. Yeah, we don't really know. You know, that's not our world. So there's really no crazy police like, oh shit, moments like that. Um, you know, there there have been plenty of times where I I traveled where you know when I was fucking drunk, but I wasn't driving. Uh, one of which is when we went to Jakarta, North Carolina. And uh, at the end of the trip, my uh, my girlfriend dumped me because she said I'd go on too many vacations with Johnny Gargano. <laughs> so, so, so here's the scenario: we're we have to get Johnny Gargano to Jakarta, North Carolina. So Thorne was out the night before with his buddies partying. Crimson of of, of, of TNA fame. Of TNA I, fame. Yeah. So literally, I pick up Johnny Gargano, and I and Thorne gets dropped off to my car that morning. Yeah, because. Uh, <laughs> I was out all night drinking four locos at the time, and then I went to this bar called the Frosty Beaver, which my friend Neil worked at, and uh, it was closed. But he was the bartender, and he had the key, so he just like made it into like an after-hour speakeasy type of situation. So I was in there until I think we left at seven a.m. and you got dropped off right at my car. Yeah, I was in there all night. So it's about eight or nine hours to go to North Carolina, where we were supposed to go for Chikara. So we start driving, and you were asleep for probably the first, like, three hours. I think right before we were about to hit Virginia, you woke up, and uh, we had stopped for gas and to use the restroom or whatever, and you were fucking hungry. You had that morning hangover, uh, I got to eat something. So, like, I had that, like, I'm going to be real fucking sick hangover feeling because I had been drinking for 12 hours in a no, like, specific, like, rhyme or reason of what I was drinking. I drank like four locos. I did shots. I drank whiskey. I like that was like at the point of my life where it was like real dark drinking times. Like I was like just going through like a lot of dark things. So I was like drinking heavy all the time. So I like drank like myself into a fucking oblivion. And then I figured, Oh, I'll sleep in the car. Well, when I woke up, I felt like, my life was ending like that, like crazy. I'm going to die sickness feeling when you're drunk. So I decide that the way to cure this is to get six McDonald's hash browns. And not only like not any McDonald's, like a rest area McDonald's, like which rest, is probably like, worse, like Virginia rest area, nine o'clock in the morning food. I feel is the cure to what is wrong with me and i couldn't have been more wrong and me and johnny are just laughing at this point yeah i don't know i don't really remember too much about it but i know that i we're speeding down the highway and i put my head out the window like no, a no, dog no, you go 
fuck, 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 open the window, open the window. And I throw up everywhere, all over uh, Biggin's mom's car at the time. <laughs> everywhere. Like, it's a black car. You couldn't even tell what color it was. Stop on the side of the road. I puke out everything that's in my body. I sleep. No, 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 no. You get back in the car, and we're, we, we're like, we got to go. We got to go. So you're like, roll, roll down the window. I need air. I need air. So we put the window down, and we're driving. All of a sudden, the puke starts flying on me. My hair is completely covered in puke <laughs> at that point. Hey, what are you going to do, man? I was going through a dark time. So we pull into a gas station, whatever the next gas station was, and I go, Thord, wake the fuck up. You better clean the car. So he has the squeegee from the gas station just scraping like an inch of puke off the entire side of the car. People are just like taking pictures and laughing at him. And- yeah, I mean, hey, you know. Sometimes you got to live, you know, you're going to Jakarta, you're going to Jakarta, you got to eat six hash browns real drunk. Uh, And then immediately after getting out of the gas station, we get pulled over for speeding in Virginia and the cop just goes, what happened? We're like, and he just looked at me and he was just like, I got it. I understand, man. And then we got a $200 ticket. Yeah. Well, so then we go to, uh, (laughs) we go to North Carolina. We eat at a restaurant called Cookout, which is one of the greatest restaurants in the history of the world. We go to the Jakarta show. We go and eat cookout again. Then we drive home. We drive back, and I walk. So, so eight hours, cookout, Chikara, cookout, drive back. We didn't go anywhere else. I walk in to my apartment, and uh, my girlfriend at the time is there, and she's just like, you know what? We got to break up. You go on too many vacations with Johnny Gargano. And I said, what? I said, I've been, had- I've been I've been gone for 20 hours. It took 16 hours of driving. And she was like, you go on too many vacations with Johnny Gargano. Because I think we had gone to King of Trios or something. And I was like, well, I mean, did you think I was at the fucking beach? Like, what do you think I'm doing? And, and she goes, I want to go with you and go sightseeing. Yeah, she goes, I want to go on vacations. I go, this isn't vacation. We went to go sell merch. <laughs> and uh, needless to say. That was probably one of the last times I ever saw her. She left that day, and I saw her one time since then. Were her bags packed when you walked in? Yeah, she was fucking. She had a place. She had a place to, to, to fucking live and everything. She was just. She was fucking out, and that was it. Because uh, I go on too many vacations with Johnny Gargano. Jeez. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there's so many other fucking like not like AIW, not so much road stories, but like going to other shows, like going to King of Trios, and like. Fucking, you know, Chikara shows and uh, just experiencing these weird, like, party situations, uh, like, traveling with, like, Drew Cordero. One time, Biggins and Drew Cordero almost fought in a hotel room because Drew Cordero... After, after Ohio Hatchet wrestling? Drew Cordero was saying that we we got to book J-Rock. So I took off my Biggins shoe. Biggins got so mad at this <laughs> suggestion, he threw his shoe at his head, and they almost fought. Uh, you know, uh, and then we were at... we That was uh, Ohio Hatchet wrestling... And then uh, Thorne was trying to get booked on JCW, the Juggalo Championship Wrestling, that was in Columbus this next night. And Drew Taylor thought he could get you on. But we had to leave in halfway through the show because one of the wrestlers we were traveling with was deadly scared of clowns. <laughs> and he couldn't handle uh, ICP. Shout out to Chase Burnett. But uh, that's where we hung out with Coolio, though. So that was cool. But yeah, and Kitty. Yeah, just fucking weird shit. You know, like one time we drove Haley Hatred to uh, Jersey All Pro, and then we ended up at dinner with Teddy Hart. And, and the Necro Butcher. And the Necro Butcher and some fucking weird people. And uh, Teddy Hart, 
like he would never probably admit this and he was you know thought he was working us too but the dude definitely gigged his mouth and said that there was glass in his salad so he got like all the fucking all his food and drinks comped uh just fucking weird shit that you experience uh and that was also the trip that we were driving home from rawway new jersey and I'm driving, and Thorne and Haley had fallen asleep. And Thorne was in the passenger seat, and he, he hits my arm. And he goes, you okay, man? I go, yeah, why? He goes, you're driving with your eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> and I missed, literally, I can't account for about three hours of driving. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, nothing like, uh, nothing too fucking crazy, but those are just a few of the stories, I guess, that uh, we can I, we could talk about because there's plenty of other things that happen uh, behind closed doors or whatever that we can't necessarily discuss uh, that, you know, guys doing things and girls doing things and all sorts of weird shit happens when you're and on a the lot road. involving Steve, the turtle whiner. Oh man. I love the fucking turtle, man. I'm just going to say that. I love, I love Steve, the turtle whiner. Uh, I think we'll finish off on a story from King of trios. Uh, we were staying in the same hotel as drew and uh, Steve, the turtle, and we drove to the ECW arena and it took 15 minutes Drew showed up two hours later, and he said, man, our hotel's really far away from the arena. Turned out Steve the Turtle just drove around. <laughs> he got lost at the fountain at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> he, he drove into a pond almost. <laughs> I mean, that's not that good of a story, but, you know, we'll leave it in. It was pretty funny to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the one thing I learned from this episode is that Honky Talk Man likes to watch. Yeah, he doesn't touch. He just watches. <laughs> he just watches. All right, it's going to wrap it up. Episode number seven. John, did you want to? No, something? I got nothing, man. I'm oh. just, I'm just trying to think. I'm, just, I, just, I hope this podcast is good. I don't know. I, do, a lot do of great people, stories. Do people like our podcast? Please let me know you yeah. like it. I'm very uh, self conscious. Feedback. Yeah. I'm very self conscious about. Give uh, us five star ratings and uh, reviews and help our algorithm. <laughs> okay, did you? Everything you know about podcasts comes from the art of wrestling. Yeah, sorry, but like, uh, yeah, I just wanted. To, I, I just hope people like it, and uh, you know, we ask all the time. But if there's anything specific you want us to talk about, please tweet us and at AI Wrestling and give us topic ideas because this is a whole the the world of uh, on demand audio is a is a whole new world for us, and I don't fucking know what to talk about. This is just our lives, so. Uh, if there's something specific that you want to know about, uh, please ask us. Yeah, and uh, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Store. So if you have Apple phone, you can listen on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, or the Google Play Store. So there's plenty of options if whatever device you have. Listen to the show. Leave feedback, like the guy said, on Twitter and Facebook. Let, let the guys want to uh, know what you guys want to talk about uh, and mention during the show. And go to ARWrestling.com for merch, for events, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everything. AIW is online. And for John Thorne and Chandler Biggins, I'm Glenn Moore, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks.